Hey guys, welcome back to the Smitty and D Show. I am Tony D, and in the studio, y'all, we actually have a pimp by blood. Not okay? relation. Not relation. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I've known her for years. She is a mother. She is a, an award-winning fashion stylist. Stylist. She's a fashion icon. She's a reality star, and now an author of a best-selling book called Here I Stand in a Beautiful State. Welcome to the studio, my friend, Tamika Raymond. Hey, friend. Hi. How are you? How you been? Awesome. I heard you. You pimping. And pandering. Pimping and pandering. <laughs> Tell me about this book. I'm so proud yeah. of you. I really am. On, I'm out here on the hustle, can on I, the strong. I, I don't think I'm doing no pimping. This book has really been a labor of love. Um, it took me 10 years to write it. It took wow. me 10 years because I went through so many different emotions. I had to get them in check, like a lot of finger pointing. You know, when, you, when you're writing a book and it's about yourself, the, the natural thing to do would be to make yourself look good mm. and to always, um, I don't know, excuse your, your faults and your flaws. And so after I wrote the whole book, I look back through it, and I'm like, no, you were wrong there, you were wrong there. So I took a lot of ownership in that book. Okay, tell me about some ownership that you probably didn't take in real life, but you took in the book. What's one of the moments? I can tell you some of mine, sure. I know. Um, just some of my paranoia, like in relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're like, on edge, thinking always somebody, I think that's insecurity. I won't call mm -hmm. it paranoia, insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, and I admit now I was an insecure about a lot of things when I was, mm. you know, in certain relationships. Uh, Are we talking about like men relationships or friendships or just both? I'm not insecure in friendships, no. Yeah, men relationships, like, you know, dating mm -hmm. or marriage or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Ownership, late to set. You know what I mean? Like when I was when I was working as a stylist full time, mm -hmm. I would always overthink the jobs, and mm -hmm. I would always I would never be sure that I had everything I needed. Mm -hmm. And I think that was self doubt. And I was like, let me go get one more thing, mm -hmm. and that one more thing sometimes would cause me thirty minutes of being late, or to have me you know whatever. So I mean, I talk about all that in the book, though. I cover, like I give tips to people that are looking to get into business, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, Dating, marriage, mm -hmm. loss, love, mm -hmm. travel. Mm. So my book covers like pretty much I run the gamut. <laughs> and it's taken ten years for you to write it. It took me ten years to put it out, I should say. I because I had to edit it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wrote it and then I had to edit it. Yeah. And I had to come back and say, Are you being honest? Is mm. that really what happened? Is that Ooh, yeah. You want your grown lady I'm girl. All right. So talking about the book, right? You know, everyone, we know she had a tragedy in the yeah. family. Talk to us about that. How did you come to terms with that and, and even putting it in the, the, the book? You know, what what kind of emotions did you have to keep reliving it? And, and, and how did you get over it? And are you over it? No, you're never over it. Never over Let it. me start with that one. That's the last question, but I'll say it first. You're never over losing someone that close to you, especially a child. Yeah. And that was like my twin. He was, uh, I would say we had a really kindred spirit. Mm. Like he's a person I could hang with all day and never feel irritated. Like, you know, like sometimes kids just naturally are like, mom, mom. 
hey, can I get some fries? Can I, can I, can I, can I get, mom, mom, can you cash at me? Can you, you, a lot of, <laughs> and this one was not that guy. This oh, guy, wow. this guy would be like, I'm wondering if I can work for some new headphones. Is there anything you have around your office that I can do oh. so I can earn money? He's, oh, he would he would put it all uh, all in the right words. I'd be like, oh, yes, you could earn money. Wow. Yeah, no, that was my friend. That was my child and my friend. Wow. And my uh, doppelganger. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I would never be over losing him. But I've Wrong learned. Wrong question, y'all. No, it's okay. But I'm um, learning to um, live through it. Mm-hmm. And also, how do I honor his legacy and keep it going and, and make sure that others know who he was? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm working. I'm fighting Lake Lanier about him. Take us through the day. About a lot of stuff. <laughs> I know. Take us through the day when you found out, because you weren't there. Were no, you? uh-uh. I was out of the country. I was on, I was at a friend's wedding. I went, I flew to St. Martin for a wedding, and then I had a couple extra days. He was going to be with his dad. So I was like, you know what? We're going to go over to Anguilla. It's like 20 minutes, you know, uh, take a little puddle jumper over there, go to Anguilla. Mm-hmm. And um, when I landed in Anguilla, I had lunch, and I got a call that my son had been in an accident. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough phone call because, I mean, and it was good. My ex-husband kind of downplayed it a little bit, the, mm. the severity of it, which was a good thing because I probably would have just, like, freaked out worse than I did um, in Anguilla. And then I rushed to the airport. I had to charter a plane. It was a whole, it was a whole process. But I got back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and, yeah. He was um, in pretty bad shape. Mm-hmm. So when you came back, was he still alive? Or was he hanging on? That's up for, he was hanging on, yeah. Was hanging on. It was up for debate, yeah. Because some people would say, no, he wasn't. But he was um, like in a kind of a state of a coma. Yeah. But his heart was still very strong. His organs, his vitals were good. He just didn't have any brain activity. He had a brain injury. Mm. And then how yeah. long from the time you came to see him to the time, I guess, he passed away? I believe it was 15 days. Wow. Yeah, it was 15 days, and I sat, you know, did a bedside vigil, prayed. I mean, I had, he had acupuncture. Mm -hmm. I called in different um, pastors and rabbis and whomever, Mm -hmm. psychics. Mm. I mean, like I had, I spoke to a range of people who, you know, gave me their opinions on, but one really was profound and said, you know, at one point they were like, you know, if, you know, he has to make the final decision on whether he's going to, you know, cross over or come back to us or whatever. And you have to let him know it's okay, whatever he decides to do. And that was really hard. That was a hard conversation to finally have with him. Yeah. So in the news, they were saying that you weren't there, you were there. I pulled the plug. I've heard all kinds of stuff. Clear up the rumors. Okay, she's never pulling a plug. That part. That's what she's not doing. She's never pulling a plug on anybody that she gave birth to. No, or anyone really close to her. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in it, especially for like a brain injury, because brains are really intricate, and they can uh, you can they can kind of regrow and rejuvenate, and you just don't know enough about the human brain. Right. So I was never gonna pull the plug. So I hated that. I hated when I read it mm-hmm. that oh they pulled the plug today. No, she no mom didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mom or dad, we were going to go John Q in that hospital. We were not the ones. We were not. No, we, we was called holding everybody hostage, and mm-hmm. all the plugs would have been pulled, and the whole 
establishment. Yeah. We're not pulling plugs. So take me through the process, you guys. You know, he's not he's not coming back. Now that I know a little bit more about crossing over, mm. I've been watching some documentaries. Have you? It's pretty interesting. Really? Like seeing those folks cross over and they talk about the light and the warmth and the, the, the others that have passed on and, mm. and they literally like, I do not want to come back. I don't want to come back. I guess that's what he said. Yeah. But sometimes. He and I have to talk about that later. I'll be like, now explain to me what you saw. Yeah. And did I get on your nerves that much asking you to go get the remote? Yeah. Not that. (laughs) Was I that bad? No. No. But sometimes they've got work to do on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. No, I feel I've I've come to terms with it. I won't say I'm okay with it. That's like a stretch. But um, I am. I've come to terms with it. What can I do? You know what I mean? I, I live in a very realistic state. Um, I'm trying to remain in a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel that I, I feel confident that I'll see him again. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this wicked, wicked, wicked thing called Lake Lanier, which um, I don't know if you know, and maybe you've studied, do you know how many flooded black communities there are in America? Meaning they've created lakes out of black communities. Sure, sure. I don't know how many, and I guess that's my next bit of research, but I do know that there was a town called Oscarville that was thriving. You know, these were, I would say, freed slaves that, you know, finally had gotten some independence and some land, and they, you know, were trying to grow their 40 acres, you know, with their mules and Mm -hmm. farms. I heard there was a racetrack underneath that lake, and I think that, I don't think there was like a, a fair buyout or anything. It was like a, hey, time for, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were uh, removed peacefully. It was kind of by force. And then they dammed the lake. I mean, they dammed the two rivers and they created this lake. It's a man-made lake, but it wasn't done properly. You know what, I, I think, to be fair, the engineering in those days, they probably didn't know what we know now. We have so much technology. Mm-hmm. They didn't properly excavate it. They didn't properly survey it. They didn't think it through, mm-hmm. if, if you will. And um, they filled this, they dammed this area and filled it up with water without really realizing what they were all the way doing. Mm-hmm. And there's just been so many deaths, I feel, as a result of Poor planning. Mm. I think it's been poor planning. So when you say so many deaths and poor planning, do you mean that there's like trees and buildings underneath the water? Absolutely. Exactly what I mean. There, there are trees. So think of it. If you cut a tree, mm-hmm. <clears throat> cut the, tro- the tops of the tree or cut it at its base, but you don't get all the roots out, mm-hmm. it's going to grow again. Mm. And think about it. All that sunlight and water and <laughs> DNA and whatever else is in that water, the trees are growing nicely. But imagine you're trying to jet ski or boat over this stuff. And, you know, it's just a lot of entanglement. It's a lot of uh, the waters are ensorcelled. It has a really wicked history mm. of how they drowned, you know, people, how when you were crossing over the bridge from, from Hall County to Forsyth County, and they, you know, made a lot of them have to jump over the edge. Like, no, if you cross over, you got to deal with the clan on the other side. It was like really some wicked stuff, really wicked stories that are um, – attached to the lake um, and people don't believe in all the spirits and, and the energies mm-hmm. but they I hope they believe in these funerals and and this amount of people that they're losing and forget what you believe in but you do know that a funeral is a real thing mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, I'm getting a lot of pushback. I have a petition I started. And people are like, why are you talking about draining the lake? I'm really not talking about completely draining the lake. I need to make that clear, you know, to everyone. You have to lower the water levels in order to kind of see what you're doing, to see the, the tops of the trees or to see the racetracks or the, the cathedrals that are still there. There's like churches and steeples and things like that underneath. They need to really clear it because the undercurrent is killing people. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's not smooth. You're, you're going on top of something and there's a bunch of stuff underneath. So can you imagine how it probably swirls? Yeah. It's probably like many tornadoes going on under, underneath right. the water. Or you can get caught up in something, a treetop or tree top. or an attic from somebody's house. You or don't know what's in there. That's insane. Or the bones from lost bodies. You don't know what. I mean, it's a bad places. And then they say, oh, God, but it provides our drinking water. Well, God forbid. Is that what we're, is that? <laughs> Hold up. Please say this is not what we're drinking right now. Lord, Lord, not the drinking we water. This first. We, Girl, this we water. might need to pray over that, child. Boil this water. Right, we we mm. it goes through a filter. Mm. But that's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that I did not know that. I th- yeah. I thought okay, well maybe you know, it's some you know some folks that some spirits because you know I feel like sometimes yeah. our spirits want to pay us a visit but that's what I was originally thinking but I never really thought that they didn't do the proper their proper due diligence I just don't think they did I mean you know like I said they just flooded it without removing and they also didn't have the technology we have today they didn't have all the sonar equipment and the Mm -hmm. you know back then it was probably a whole bunch of hicks out there with a piece of hay in their mouth Mm -hmm. dig up right over there they were digging Mm -hmm. they were just digging up stuff and we're gonna move the body of the you know, they moved the certain bodies and certain the funerals. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. They moved probably certain uh, elite members of the community. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's um, grave sites weren't moved. Yeah. I'm sure it's there's just, uh, I can't even imagine how that went. Well, um, let me tell you, there's a lot of lakes. And, and if you're watching. In the United States, really. Yeah, a lot of lakes that are in a lot of states mm. that are man-made lakes. And they are uh, made they're made well they're created over communities over black communities of course and and it's uh it's kind of sad like you said i'm not quite sure that they knew what they were doing but Mm -hmm. that is probably one of the reasons why we have so many deaths well you know we didn't matter we didn't matter you know um the value of a black life was not the same as you know i hopefully we've kind of made our presence felt and we're a little more a little more respected not even enough but in that area, we just we've been mistreated for a long time. So our our lives didn't have the value. They didn't care. They didn't care about displacing our families or making the father have to sacrifice or run or you know and making the mom and kids have to go another way or making the, someone jump over into the river. Um, it just it was just really really poor treatment. And um, for me, I I say this. You can't drain the lake. We need it as a source of water and power, apparently. There's hydroelectricity coming from the lake. But they can definitely clean it and do their due diligence and clean it. Mm. All right. All right. There you go. So what can what can people do now to help out with this? I have a petition. I don't know how much it will help. I'm really trying. I have a petition on change.org. Um, you don't need to donate or anything for it, but you can just sign it. Sign and share is what I'd like to get more signatures um, because that'll show more um, 
solidarity mm -hmm. from the community and people that people are really listening to what I'm saying. Sometimes I feel like it's falling on deaf ears. People living their lives, they're like, yeah, I gotta go to a sexy red concert. We don't care nothing about what. They don't care. Sexy red. I don't know. Oh my god. I mean, if they got, if that's their priority. These are not your people, baby. It's a world. We in a strange world. <laughs> we are doubly. People, they do some things strange to get some change. It's yeah. A weird world. Well, we're gonna address the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. We know that you are the former ex-wife or former wife of Usher Raymond. There's so much going on in media period you just you just mentioned sexy red if you had any advice for these newcomers that are coming into the industry what would you tell them i mean you've been in you've been in the limelight for a while listen these new artists are above my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. she said i can't help you it's a lost cause no, I'm just kidding. Right. no i just want them to leave something to their imagination mm -hmm. Um, I feel that they're just kind of exposing everything and saying anything, and they're not thinking legacy. Mm. I think they just should think more about legacy than clickbait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, will you go viral for saying certain things? For sure, of course you will. Mm. But then what is your legacy? If you were to die today, mm -hmm. what would your legacy be? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of... Um, you know, but I think that takes a while to get to that place. You yeah. know, I'm older than them. I, I probably could be their mom. I don't know how they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but your legacy, you want to be known for something a little more momentous than mm -hmm. uh, the color of your booty. Okay, so being in the limelight, what's the pros and cons of being in the limelight? You were there, you were famous as a drug. Ooh. Fame is a drug. It's a um, it's intoxicating. People to remain relevant and to remain on top. I think people will do almost anything, mm. and they feel like nothing without it. They they've attached their self worth with the infamy, the popularity of the public's opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I was ever there. I think I was more disappointed in how they didn't receive me when I was like really in the, you know, in that position. Mm -hmm. I was disappointed. I was disappointed in my sisters because it was really my sisters that were tearing me down. Mm -hmm. It was people that looked like me, my complexion, even probably had my same name. You know, <laughs> most of them. All the Tamikas of the world. I'm at it. All you Tamikas, Tamikos, Tamika, Tamika, Tanika, Tramika, all y'all. Listen, y'all didn't support me. Y'all was dirty dogs. But no, I'm kidding. I'm but let kidding, me ask you serious. that. Let me ask you that because I asked. I wanted to know the question because I was part of those people that was just like, "What is happening?" I know they hated me. Um, do you think it had to do anything with your age? Do yeah, you think it have anything? I'm seven to do? years older. I'm a little older. Or your profession? You were his stylist. Oh God, that should be good. He, he liked good style. He did. I wore stylist lingerie. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, I. I think it was a combination. I think we didn't have support from, you know, his mom mm -hmm. early on. I think people was like, well, if she don't like her, she must be mm -hmm. hell on wheels. And then I think it was that I was older. Mm -hmm. The main thing, also I had children prior and I was married previously. Mm -hmm. So those, just that whole combination was like, we want her to, him to marry a princess. Yeah. A princess virgin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what yeah. they wanted. Yeah. But it wasn't what he wanted, obviously. But you know, also, it could be the fact that his fans wanted him to stay single. That 
could be. Or yeah. they thought they had a chance. Or they thought oh, they had an actual. You had a sauce. Yeah. They thought they actually had a chance. sauce Yeah. So how is your relationship with your ex-mother-in-law now? I don't know. It's really non-existent. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, but, but we see each other at things, you know, regarding the kids and stuff. We're cool. Yeah. But we don't have a relationship. We're not like friends. I don't go and have lunch. Mm-hmm. Um... Or anything like that. But we're cordial when we see each other or we speak. We're cool. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. Got it. Do you think you would ever be that type of mom for your sons? Like, do you think you would be like, you know, just not that cordial to their women? No. I would never be that way. No. Mm. I I am very, um, I hate the word judgmental. You know, when it comes to my sons, yeah. I, I, no, I know the better word, protective. Okay. I, I'm just as protective, so I do respect and understand, you know, her, her, um, her stance, her, yeah, her stance position. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I respect that. And I saw, I definitely saw protection. I didn't see judgment. I saw protection. I think most women. It was a little combo. It was a little combo. Well, you know better than my, me. You, you, you would know. You would know. You would know, child. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> We didn't go that far, but we're going we to listen. I'm going to say that it was protection. Protection. We're going to go in that. Yeah, she was very protective, and I'm protective. My sons can't. And listen, I'm a mom of all boys, so, you know, God's like, ha-ha, you're going to have your chance. No, but I'm, I'm very protective. I don't want the wrong energy around my sons or the wrong intentions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she ever got to know me and know what my intentions were. Mm-hmm. Like, I really loved her son, yeah. you know, and I don't think she dared to give that a chance. She just had her mind made up. Mm-hmm. But I really did love her son. There's nothing she could say against it. I still love her son. Not mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in that way. Let's yeah. get that clear. Not in that way. <laughs> we got it, Tamika. Not in that way. Tamika. Tamika. We got it. Okay. What um, what was it like being a brown skinned girl, Rough. growing up in the industry and being married? I have a whole section called "Pretty for a Brown Skin Girl." Ooh. The irony—that's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like? Hard because we're not as heralded and respected as our fair-skinned counterparts. Mm. They just don't think we're cute. Really? Overall, no. I don't know, child, because we kind of cute tight. To me. But I think things are changing. I think that back in the day, if you were light bright, you were right. But I feel like it's we're starting to become more exotic. I don't know if more white men are coming up to you, but child, I can't keep the mama DMs. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. If you saw my child, you you be questioning me. But um, I feel like they think we're exotic now. Uh, no, you know what? But then there's also that kind of massa. Like I don't not the slave master. Ooh, child, there's a little fantasy. Bit of that. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that whole mm. mammy. Like, ooh, come here, Kizzy, you really hot. Like I don't really know <laughs> if it's sincere. I don't really know. I'm not. Let me say this. I like brothers. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually was speaking about that on my podcast today yeah. about would I date um, interracially. And I won't say no because okay. that's just closing it all off. Yeah, I don't know what God has for me. But preference, mm-hmm. preferentially, I would have a brother. Mm-hmm. It's just skin. Just yeah, let's talk about it. What's an ideal guy? What does he look like, feel like? Chocolates. What's, what is he? Talk about it, girl. 
Who is he? Do you think he would go for someone in the industry again? Preferably not. Um, because again, fame is a drug. Ooh. And so a lot of people in the industry aren't, they don't get that it's a business, mm -hmm. get your money, build your legacy, mm -hmm. build your wealth for your family, mm -hmm. buy some property, mm -hmm. travel, 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 as much as you can on their dime, if you can, <laughs> please. Um, no, seriously, so I don't think they all have the right objectives with it. So my goal is not to date anyone in the industry. One, because I don't like friends, and I don't want anybody friends with my exes, preferably. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't know. I don't know. So brown skin, just wonderful. I, just a, I mean, a black, I just want a black man that's um, got his stuff together, his business acumen together, and his, you know, he at least he's on the right trajectory, like, you know. Doing it, yeah. Doing it right, yeah. So you are a fashion icon and a fashion stylist to the celebs and stars. Yeah. So I know some people that you've, you've styled, but who do you think you've, you've changed the most? Like, you know, like, okay, after me, their whole career changed, other than Usher. I was going to say. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know. I mean, yeah, like, That was kind of serious. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. We really no. do this in person, y'all. I know. It's silly. But let me see. Hmm. Girl, why are nails kind of okay. the same color Girl, and shape? Girl, that's okay. I, I know. I say I have Patty LaBelle nails right now. They feel like her hands. I need to call her. I love her. That's my girl. We need to get her on the show. Too. Um, she's fabulous. Um, you know, I've worked with her for many, many years. Um, she's always been stylish. You know, mm -hmm. she's always had outlandish fashions and mm -hmm. stuff like that. My thing, my approach to everything is style more than fashion. Though I don't follow designers. Mm -hmm. I don't be like, oh. Gucci has the new, yeah. or Louis has the new. Although I'm proud of Pharrell, but I'm not. I don't follow that as much as I do. What's good style? What are good silhouettes? What fits well? What looks good? What colors blend together? Mm -hmm. What fabrics look nice together? I'm into that kind of thing. Mm. But um, as far as celebs, who's who one did of your I change the most? Or who do, who's your favorite one to work with? You're gonna laugh, but I loved working with two guys. I loved working with Omarion. Mm. I loved working with Lloyd. Wow. I love Drama Boy. They kind of remind me of each other. Wow. Okay. I know that's funny because I like I like teachable, oh. pliable clients. I like clients that are their Open. egos haven't gotten to a point where yeah. they just won't listen and they know every damn thing. Mm -hmm. So I like people that really allow me to do my job mm. and that'll take the things I say and my tutelage and they'll apply it and I see it. Who's got it right? in the industry now? Currently? Mm-hmm. Male or female? Either. That's sad if I say no one. <laughs> no one, no one, no one. <laughs> you don't think Sierra? Well, yes, Sierra. That's my yeah. early client. Yeah. Sierra's a cutie pie. Yeah. I forgot, but you know why? Because I look at her more as a wife and a mom, mm -hmm. more than an artist now. Mm -hmm. um, and she's she's doing so many things like designing, and I'm just proud of her. Cece's doing it, mm -hmm. and she, you know I was her first 
stylist. Wow. Yeah, goodies and all that. Yeah. She is um she is I think fly. she's an icon for hair and makeup she's and just style. Cute. She's so I'm cute. I'm so proud of her. Proud. Can we get her on the show? Can somebody get her? I don't know. <laughs> Can we call somebody? All she's right. She's pregnant now. She is probably she? don't have time yeah, to be no, on the she podcast. Time for us. No, I'm sorry. Overreaching. Let me stay in my lane. Um okay, so if you were to come out with a new whatever, mm-hmm. like how come you never really designed clothes? I did design you did. clothes. I have a clothing line called Eli Kish. Yes. I'll be at Bloomingdale's this weekend with a Girl, pop-up. See, we need to start with that. Period. What, what's, what's the collection like? It's loungewear. It's, well, I call it resort. Um, it's resort wear because it, it was founded during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It will transition. I got some other stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's all easy breezy stuff that you can wear. Like when you, back when we were all stuck on Zoom, yeah, and we couldn't leave the house. We had to be. I had a curfew. I was in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with a line that was easy. Throw it on. Mm-hmm. Run to the grocery store. Mm. And if you could go out to dinner, throw on a pair of heels. What's the name? E L I K I S H. Okay. All easy, easy breezy. Y'all can put tanks. it up on the screen now. Yeah, Eli Kish. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well. Miss Raymond, are you ready? For? She's like, for what? I don't, oh, I don't know. I have no cow. idea. I don't know what's happening. Are you ready for random <laughs> questions? <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> She's like, and good luck. Yeah, you're definitely gonna need some mm-hmm. water. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're definitely gonna need some water. Some of this Lanier Springs. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> All right. What trend do you want to see? Go well. Oh, let me give you the rules. You have to answer answer it pretty quickly, right? And if you have a, a funny story, please do tell. But these are random, all over the all over questions. Like we, it's no rhyme or reason. But what trend do you want to see? Get out of here! Baby hair and eyelashes. Everyone says the same thing. What about BBLs? Is that a trend? Oh God. <laughs> For Atlanta, go it is. Yeah, they're ginormous. <laughs> I at least want them to just deflate a little bit or do something. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that's happening, though? You think that they're just like, nah, I want it bigger. Like, it seems like the doctors would say, ma'am, this doesn't match your body. Are these doctors? Oop. Been a oop. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, that. I mean, the BBL trend needs to go, but I'm more concerned with what I see first. And that is the eyelashes and the baby hair. Mm. That connection, they connect. The baby hair comes down. It is like a curtain balance. And it, <laughs> and the eyelashes are touching your glasses. And I just need everybody to know that no eyelashes grow that long. I don't care where you're from. It just doesn't work you out. You look like crazy. It is a spider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where is your ideal place to live or visit? I love Italy. I mm. went um, a month ago. I remember. I could probably live in Italy. Mm. I mean, aside from America, of course. Yeah. I could live in Anguilla, too. Oh, have you been to Portugal yet? I've been to Portugal, but I don't eat enough fish for Portugal. You got to really be a fish lover, and I don't eat fish. Mm. Read about it in my book. You'll Mm. see why. Right here. Here I stand. I I don't eat fish. What's your favorite part of yourself? Is that a physical or anything? What do you I love? like my personality. I like my legs. I like my smile. Yep. Yeah. I love your skin. 
Thank skin you. Skin is your, my favorite I keep forgetting part. that skin is a part. It yeah. is a part, huh? But it's like you're known for your clear, brown, even-toned skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. sweet. I forgot about my skin. I do like my skin. Could you say that's sweet? That's it's the truth. That's a nice compliment. Though. It's the Thank truth. You. I'm Mika. compliment as well. I'm so used to people saying mean stuff. So I'm just like, <laughs> like what? My skin. Cover it up and hide it. She talked about me. I skin. can't stand it. I got scars. PTSD. What designers do you think we need to be looking out for right now? Other than yourself. Eli Kish, please. <laughs> period. No. Designers. I don't know the names. You know what's funny? I chase style. You said that. I really mean that. Like, so I don't know all the emerging designers. Um, I'd say any of them that are more simplistic. Mm -hmm. I think style needs to go back to being more simplistic. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a little, it's like a battle of, of the fancy. Like everybody wants to wear the most rhinestones or they want to wear the highest heels or the tightest this or have the most salacious push-up top yeah. bra bustier whatever mm -hmm. i just think we should go back to just being easy like everybody just be easy i think it's coming i, I think hope that so. the I 80s hope a turnaround the 80s dallas dynasty look is coming back quiet luxury i've got my my pink anyway yeah. um are you religious i used to be i'm a jehovah's baptist mm. so i'm what a baptoba witness what is that <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you made that up. It's in my book, too. <laughs> because I have one side of my family that were Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. My father's mom was Jehovah's Witness. So I lived with her after I burned our house down, which you need to read about. I won't explain. It's crazy. Whoa. Yeah. I just had an interesting life. I don't know you. more about that. But you okay. got to read about it. Okay. Read about it. Okay. You know, you could also listen to it on Audible or on Apple Books. It's, yeah, I have an audio book. Drummer Boy produced it. Wow. Drama Boy, yeah. So it's got tracks under it. It's dope. It's so got Je sound effects. Jehovah's Witness. So, yes. Yeah, so I um, had one side of me that was Jehovah's Witness, and then my fa my mother's side were all Baptists. Mm -hmm. So I'd go from singing out of a hymn book to hallelujah. <laughs> were you ever baptized as Jehovah's Witness? Jehovah's no. Witness? That yeah. was a hard baptismal to be a part of. But yeah. I am baptized Baptist. Gotcha. Yeah. Was it difficult going back and forth, though? Because I know a lot of Jehovah's Witness. I was Jehovah's Witness in one Were of my you? foster homes. Yeah, Stop. yeah. I had to go to go to the to the yeah. I was Jehovah's out. Witness in my foster home, but I, my last name Foster. My maiden name. I know. I was always in the foster home. <laughs> I don't okay. think it's the same, Tamika. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. What foods feel like home? Like it's here. It's down here. Tacos. Really? I feel the same, but I'm more about like nachos. Y'all, we're about to have a whole girlfriend moment. I'm sorry. Any chos. <laughs> nachos, Doritos. Right. Lo Docos, Lochos, whatever I they call it. I loved you for a reason. I really like nachos. I really like tacos. I'll take anything in that whole family. I like Mexican food a lot, yeah. and Italian is my, I guess, my second favorite. Mm. Okay. Think about this one. Take mm. your time. Who would you want to play you in a biopic? Tika Sumter. Why? I love her. I think we favor. Yeah. At least, yeah. She's beautiful, too. She would have to get the attitude and the cadence, but she's mm -hmm. an actress, so she probably could do it. Yeah. I like it. What would the story be about? Like, oh. About this? About this lovely? About here I stand. No, I've been through. I've had a really um, tumultuous life. It's been, but it's been eventful. I, you know. I started out in Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. 
I was a single mom at 19. My son's father was killed when I was pregnant. Um, I talk about all the feelings of that. Um, how did I move to Los Angeles with a newborn baby, six months old, moved everything in the U-Haul, my Honda Accord, going down you know, the five, Highway 5 to LA, and then going to school for fashion, almost a fashion institute, mm. design and merchandising, marketing major, um, how I started my career as a stylist, how I went from zero to hero, literally my bank account <laughs> from zero to, <laughs> I didn't have any money, you know, I go into the welfare office, I talk about all of it, like, wow. yeah, all of it. And then, you know, going from that to being a person that makes $2,500, $3,000 a day. Mm-hmm. So I went, you know, I, I have a pretty, um, hopefully ins- inspiring story, mm-hmm. and it's a true story. And I I want girls to know and and young people to know that you can make it. You have to be very determined. So I think that my biopic would be kind of amazing for people to hear the kind of the the depths that my story went from, you know, the ebbs and the flows. Mm -hmm. And how through it all, through all the pain, the divorces, the breakups, the love, the embarrassment, you know, I remain in a beautiful state. Mm. Here I stand in a beautiful state. I love it. What song has helped you get through or can lighten your mood? You know, somebody, some people like never could have made it and stuff like that, but. Blow the whistle. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand you. (laughs) That, hey. That's it, huh? (laughs) That'll do it. I love Do You Love What You Feel. Mm. Shaka Khan, Rufus. Mm -hmm. Do you love what you feel? I love, but I do love Blow the Whistle, though. That's my song. Are you tough to date? No, I'm so fun to date. I think I, I have a, um, my resume makes it tough mm-hmm. for, I'm tough to approach because mm-hmm. of my dating mm-hmm. marriage resume. I think it's intimidating to others. I'm probably a lot simpler than they would imagine. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why these people married me and wanted to date me. Uh- she is really fun, y'all. Like, I, I've always had a good time. It's going to be fun. It's always going to be fun. I don't want to do it if it's not fun. It's None always of it. a good time, child. Period. It's always a good time. You get one life. <sighs> one life. This is my last question before my final question. Okay. You said embarrassing. Tell me about an embarrassing moment in your life. Going to Brazil, trying to have a temper tantrum, flying to Brazil, uh, mad at my husband, um, took my sister and family and I decided to get liposuction when I was in Brazil and then going into full cardiac arrest and it being in the headlines that I died and then not dying and having to read it and then getting divorced really as a result of it it was yeah that was a very embarrassing moment wait what you what Nah, I got like five embarrassing moments, but that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of them. Okay, you went to Brazil. Got you were mad at your husband. Mm-hmm. Got lipo. I didn't go for lipo though. Yeah, I went to. I you went were to like, hey, I'm be, here. No, I went to Brazil to be rebellious. Like yeah. I'm gonna go. You're gonna go here. Well, I'm gonna go there. Trying to be funny. Trying to I don't know. Trying to be cool. I don't know what the hell I was trying to do. It was whack. <laughs> trying to be corny. Clearly, that's what I was trying to do. But <laughs> I went and um, while there. I kind of made a knee-jerk decision to kind of visit a couple of doctors because they're known for, you know, they do plastic mm-hmm. surgery and mm-hmm. popular surgeons. And I went down there like, I'm looking for Dr. Ivo Pittengee. He's been dead for like 
90 years. I was like, yeah, or his cousin, yeah. <laughs> whoever we got, that's similar. <laughs> so I went down there visiting different um, clinics and stuff, and some of them were like, didn't speak any English, mm. dirty, whatever. They felt like you were in like really third world situation. Mm -hmm. And then I found one that was really clean, state of the art, spoke English, mm -hmm. all kinds of modern, you know, screens and stuff and mm -hmm. before and after. So I'm like, this is the one. And I go in, I did my blood work and my labs. I go in to get simple lipo. I had a little pooch down there. I was like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. go back with a flat stomach. I'm gonna show them. Mm -hmm. Please, cardiac arrest. No surgery, nothing. Just dead to the bed. Embarrassing. That Did was you just, know what was going on? No, I was asleep. You I were out. You know, the um, I was anesthetized. I don't mm -hmm. say it right. Anesthetized, and I think something about my heart reacted with the anesthesia. So of course the doctor didn't perform anything. But it's super embarrassing to come back to America and see your face on all the headlines. Did Usher's wife die? I'm like, well, I'm here and I'm reading it. No, <laughs> it was embarrassing. Oh yeah, my. it was bad. Wow. I woke up like, wait a minute. I know you, you still lying. got it. <laughs> you ain't get this fat off my back either. Well, shit, if I'm gonna be embarrassed, get my get my waist in. <laughs> shit, like I've been going cardiac arrest for something. Right. It didn't make no sense. That was just like, you know, America's dumbest criminals type thing. It was one of those. Yeah. Oh Lord. Thank well, God I'm alive. I thank can tell God you're story. here, babes. Thank God. So, Tamika Foster Raymond. <clears throat> You've been through quite a bit. Man. My final question for you, my dear friend. It's the end, and you're gonna go see God, if you believe in God. I do. What do you hope God says to you, and why? I hope he says, job well done. Um, because through it all, through all of the public misperception, and all the, I just think I'm highly misunderstood, but I, I know that God knows my heart, mm -hmm. my intentions. See, I always tell my kids the same thing. You may not do everything well, and you may not, it may not come off right to your teacher or your coaches or whomever, but if you tried your hardest and you really had good intentions, then that's all that matters, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm their mom, so I, I know their heart. Like, I know if you really studied or if I know you really fought to do this mm -hmm. or you really tried. Um, and I hope that's what my Heavenly Father would say to me, is job well done. You really, really tried, and you did well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I hope. You think you did well? For sure. I think I've done a pretty good job with me and my I kids. Think, I think you did. I Thank you. you did tell them where they can find you on social media and tell them where they can find your book. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Purchase here. I stand on Amazon or TamikaRaymond.com, or we're available on Audible or Apple Books, wherever you listen to your audiobooks. It's my book, Here I Stand. I'm still standing. But did you die? No, I didn't. <laughs> but did you die, though? No. <laughs> you gave me your Instagram, right? Oh, at Tamika Foster. You know, I changed my name on Instagram because I was being harassed by fans like, you ain't his wife no more, change your name then. So I was like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. So you went back to Foster? On Instagram, I please, all my other stuff, I'm still. I, that's none of y'all business. None of y'all business, relax. Do you know how many people keep their married name? You work on getting the name and then oop. we'll. we'll and oop. That part, yeah, that part. Not the 60% not married, oh, oh. <laughs>
Stay in your lane. Come on, Kevin Sam. <laughs> Kevin Sam. Kevin Sam. We need to go get a drink, child, after this. But I know you got to go because you're about to fall asleep. But um, all the time. Thank you to Tamika Raymond, my dear friend, who I've known for minute, minute, many years. Yes, thank you for having me. I love you, dear. Okay. Love you too. So, guys, if you like this, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share. And also, if you want to get in contact with us directly, make sure you reach out to us via email at info at smittyandd.com again. You guys call me. <laughs> Info at Smitty and D and cute guys. You can reach out to my dear friend Tamika on Instagram at Tamika Foster. No, you can't. I hate somebody talking to me on Instagram, but yeah. D. You can follow me. Don't send any of the D pics, y'all. Oh, did you know what happened on my life? I don't even want to talk about that. Y'all don't even want to know how many I have. I literally. No, on life, when you're alive, <laughs> we're never going to end this. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's another word. Guys, take care of one another. Mm.